appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Blisses Ignorant Podcast, man. Um, I am joined today by a hilarious comedian uh, that I met years back. And uh, she has been doing her thing, man. And uh, I got to give her a big shout out, man. Thank you so much for joining me, Miss Mia Jackson. Mia, what's going on? Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So are you are you in uh, Georgia right now? No, I'm actually, uh, I'm in Maryland. I'm in the D.C. In Maryland. area. Yeah. Oh, in the, okay. Maryland DMV area. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I met you years back. Yeah. At the um, Tuskegee homecoming <laughs> comedy show and you're laughing because you know what i'm about to talk about right so i promise you i just talked about that probably like a month ago i i was i was so the, the thing about that night um uh, which was strange to me because it was me you and steve brown yeah yeah Two different things happened to two people on that show that yeah. went in two different directions. So, oh yeah, I failed. You, but, 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 but here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. I, I, what I and, and I had to do the same thing that you did, not six months later, and it was so crazy, right? So really, yeah. So uh, and and I'll explain to people. Tuskegee, Tuskegee is a historically black college, and when I tell you this school is huge. This is, I mean, the gymnasium was jam-packed with people, standing, standing room only, and uh, unfortunately, Mia had to go up first, cold, and the crowd wasn't ready for comedy, they weren't looking for comedy, they were just like, what is this, go what's going on? It, it was homecoming. It was homecoming, <laughs> it was hot, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and when I tell you, she stood up there and took them bullets. I, the crowd, I mean, I mean, honestly, what I'm going to tell you is black women stand for black women because they was trying to hold it down for you for a while. <laughs> but they just wasn't, it, and you were like, it, 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 you were so nonchalant on stage. I was like, yo, I'm loving her right now, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> she's in her own element. Like, I could give a, I could give a damn about what y'all think. So after it was over, you came off gracefully. Everything, everything was cool. I was like, yeesh, gave you some doubt. I go out there. I'm trying to get them. They're trying to flip over for me. And I finally got them to flip got over. Em. And I started talking about my kids. And I did the whole kids TV show thing. And they all knew about them. So I was like, all right, cool. I got them. And then Steve went and did it. And Steve was just so you. They was all ready for Steve. No. Thing. They was ready. But after, <laughs> when I go backstage, and you are <laughs> in your phone. I'm like, what's going on? You are literally responding to everybody who is casting oh. you shade on Twitter. And I was oh, like, yo. <laughs> I forgot about, you know what? Because there was one student in particular. Yes. And I remember telling somebody, I said he was, he was, I remember one kid was just like, I'm so sorry. He was like, this is not how we act. And <laughs> I just want to apologize. And he periodically would hit me up over the years and be like, hey, are you, like, it seems like you're doing really well. I'm so glad things are going okay for you. And I was like, that's so cool that he, you know, right. feel like, like, um, checking you know, in, check yeah. in. Yeah. But, but it's just, the, the crazy thing that people don't understand is as comedians, we just move on to the next show. Like, it's no big deal for us. You know what I mean? Like, right. We're just <laughs> like, that's just, that was just one day on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it like, 
All right, when she got, yo, because, you know, college shows, you know, we get the checks. So I'm like, yo, she got the check. Like, like she did her time. She got that check. She gone, right? So. Man, and well, this this is what I, do you remember this? Because I, I, I found the pictures. Mm -hmm. You remember when they broke out into the electric slide after the show? Yes. Yes. The hot ass gym. Yes. The, it was I, like, it was like they moved all in. It, would, it was just like the crowd was just. I have a, a video of it. And it's, it's like a, it's just insane. Like I do a thing called HBCU stories um, on Tuesday nights and we talk about the HBCU experience and things like that. And I went to HBCU, but that I had never witnessed anything like that in my life. And I was like, this is insane. Like, you I, I know, mean, yeah. I had never seen, I mean, I was like, they really are doing the electric slide right now. Yeah, yeah, and it it was it was insane. But your responses to <laughs> to the tweets, like, and I will follow. I followed you that night on Twitter, so just so I can see what you were saying. And one person said, "Oh, you are horrible." And you were like, "You were like, oh, thank you so much, right?" That was like, I was like, it's like, yo, and it was like, yo, she ain't funny. And you was like, yo, good luck with your studies next year. Like, like yeah. it was like you were just going <laughs> like a little with them. So I go and do a homecoming show at my alma mater, and I'm there. What's your alma mater? Uh, Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. I know yeah, about this. Yeah, so I go, and I do my set. Now, the crowd, the most of the crowd was feeling me, but obviously you had some people that was in the audience that was tweeting that had some attitude about what I was doing. So they were hashtagging the homecoming. So I just went on the hashtag and was reading. And dude was like, man, the dude on stage, head all shining and everything. He looked like Mr. Clean. And I said, yeah, I'm going to be clean as hell when this check uh, clear. And it was like, so <laughs> the, the, dude, the dude immediately followed me, right? He's like, he's like yo. like, this, like so, this. so the other girl was like, he reminded me of my dad telling jokes. I was like, yo, what's I said? I said, your dad don't look as good as me, though. And then she was right. like, no, and I was like, so they didn't know that I was reading their tweets, but I was responding to them, yes. and, and it was like golden for them. Like they, they, they still follow me to this day because they like, yo, you really be checking? I like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, don't think that I don't, you know, I want I want my feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and also it's like it's that thing where they, because most people's experience to that point, I think with stand up, especially if you're a college student, is you just see stuff on TV and you see really famous people on TV. So if you're tweeting at them, they ain't got time because a lot of times they're not running their own accounts or they just ignore it and don't care about it. But it's like when you're somebody that's, hey, I'm just doing college shows. It's like, oh, I got time. Oh, I got time. I got I'm going to check time. what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to talk to like, and I, I actually just went on a rampage of, of killing people with kindness recently where, um, one of my clips came out, uh, Comedy Central posted something and, um, somebody was like, she she has a good you know storytelling style but i feel like she could still do better and then one of the com one of the comments was yet one of you has a comedy special and the other one does not and then <laughs> i came back and then i just said oh my god sheila thank you so much for the feedback i said i would be willing to um i said if you can show me how stand up is properly done i'd be willing to look at some of your videos so that i can see the right way to do this and People was coming in the comments just, I mean, out, and then somebody was like, uh, somebody else said something, and they were just like, I give this a zero, and I said, I think you mean a hundred, right. and like, I'm just going through it just, in, and like, 
I, I trolled one man so hard to where he called me a hoe. And then, oh. um, and then when I said, and I was like, sir, I may have, might have had a good time in college, but I wouldn't go that far. And then by the end of our exchange, he was like, hey, I think you're really great. And <laughs> this was so fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't think you were going to interact with a real person. Like, you didn't right. think that was going to, yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing about it is like, the good thing is you also have fans that will go in on them for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you all you having to do all of it, but I like the killing what kindness thing because uh, yeah, it's so sarcastic, but it's so funny at the same time because they don't know what to do. I mean, they don't, it, they don't know how to respond to that at all. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like it, even if somebody goes really, really hard at you, you know, you just kind of just like laugh at them. You know, I like um, I play uh, online video games and um, people in the lobbies are so angry at the end of a match. And I go, look, man, it's a game. We're like, relax, man. Like, go on to the next match, man. You good. Like, you lost. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, shut up, nigga. And I go, <laughs> like, yo, yeah. is it that serious? I go, yo, man, listen. I Listen, I understand that you're upset about losing that game. And I understand you wanted to call me a ra racial um, you know, But here you yeah. go. Um, your mom probably had a black dick in her at one time in her life. And that's going to upset you more. <laughs> And then everybody in the lobby like, oh, and I go, right. I go, and then well, I like, and now you're at a point where you can't even go ask if that's true or not. Like, <laughs> so let's say that is. Let me tell you, like, even, and I'm, I'm sitting here like, ooh, that's secondhand hurt. Like, yes. I ain't even got nothing, you know. But yes, but that's the thing. You know, you're just like, and then, and, and what you did in that instance is make that person be like, I am. Oh, you just made it. Person, oh, very personal. Now, yeah. now I gotta, now I gotta assess. Has my mother really? You know, yes. I mean, and and it's like, and that's what you get. That's yeah. what you get, right? Because I mean, you came with that much anger, so I just was like, all right, let's let's yeah. take it to another level. You know what I mean? Right. So, so let me ask you this, Mia. Where, where did um? And I, I think the last time I saw you in person was at Twenty Six Acre. So I think yes. you were there the same time. Were you there the same night Roy Wood was there? No, I was there when um. Who was it? it? Was me and Hank Denson? Hank Denson, yes, yeah, yes, and I yes, and yes. I forgot two other comments. I think yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. And I came through. I came through to see Hank, and I was like, "Wait a minute, me and I was, you know what I mean?" I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, like yeah." So it's cool. I don't know how Chuck ended up getting all them lineups, man, but he ended up with some great lineups on the, um yeah. that that show that you know if you build it they will come because there's no way anybody would know that brewery is back there. Listen, when I pulled up, I was like, is this open? Because right? <laughs> it, it just seemed like a, I mean, and I'm like, okay. But it was, I mean, you walked inside and I mean, from the front of the room to all the, I mean, just people just were everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. Jam-packed, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the last time I, I physically saw you. And yeah. so let me ask you, how did the comedy start for you? Like, what was the, what was the itch inside of you that made you say, all right, let me, let me try this? Oh, the itch was early. It was yeah. very early. Yeah, yeah. Like I um probably even as early as like elementary, middle school. Like I used to like stand up really? like as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I probably I mean, I look back now and I just be like, my parents really just wouldn't watching nothing I was doing. I mean, but I just used to be like watching stand up and then um I can specifically remember like probably around the time I was like in sixth grade or so. I was, my cousin and I would call each other because we were watching whatever, I don't know if it was, if it was Comedy Central at the time, it might have been, but uh, we were watching 
and we would be like, oh, and then this person said this, and then this person, and we would just go back and forth, and then like by the time Def Jam and all that stuff and comedy, we'd be like, and then this person, we would just be going back and forth to the point where I would do, like we would, we would, we would repeat the joke so much that like, um, I can remember being in high school, being on my band bus, because I was a band nerd, mm. and um, People would go around like, you know, oh, this is Bernie Mac's joke. Or this is this person's joke. And I remember one of my friends being so mad because she was like, how come when you repeat the joke, people laugh, but when I do it, they don't. And I was like, because I have comedic timing. Timing, and right? How was I even supposed, you know, I'm like, how? I don't know what the hell I was talking about, but she was just like, they really, they listen to you. And I was just like, because I'm, I'm good at this, okay? You know, that's and hilarious. that's when I started liking comedy and then just, um, then I, by the time I got to college, I just remember like, um, I think I'd seen some interview, it was somewhere Chris Rock was on some show and he was talking about stand-up and he was just like, this is how you get started in stand-up. Like you got to write all the time and then you got to go perform. And I was like, writing all the time? What is, what is this about? Like people don't just get up there and talk, you know? Right, like, right. You, don't, you know, you don't really know those things early. And then, um, after I graduated, I started going to this one. I just started, I watched at an open mic. Yeah. And I just went and watched. And then I remember the co-host, they came to me afterwards and they were like, so what do you, like, they were like, do you want to do stand-up or something? And I was like, why? Why'd you say that? And they were like, well, you know, to be honest, they were like, a lot of times when women come, they usually come here with somebody. And they were like, you just came by yourself and you ain't know nobody. So they were like, you must want to do it. And I was like, Ah, they found me out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then that's how I ended up. That's how I ended up doing my first open mic. Just so, so. Yeah. All right. So, um, was it that night, or did you just say, "All right, next week, come on back." Next yeah. week. The next, next week. week. Yeah, so, yeah. So you were in there studying, like you were just being a student of the, yeah. the craft. Mm -hmm. Um, but did you did you pick up on people coming back doing the same material every week, or was it a more of a you don't remember that part? It was more like. I remember seeing this one guy and like he had this um he did he would do like a game show or something within his, his set and I remember being like you know the first time I saw it I was like oh my god that's so that's so neat and organized and this is just boom boom it's like oh you know well oiled machine and then when I came back the next week I was like oh he did the same thing yeah. and then the week after that I was like oh he did it again and I'm like oh people repeat things right right oh, you're not right. always talking about something new right you know yeah right. so it was it was very interesting to go like oh so now by the time you know so then it started clicking like okay so whenever i've seen somebody on tv that's been something they've been working on for, for a, a long, long time. time yeah it's so it's so amazing um the craft of comedy and how we craft jokes from our our inception of the joke and how it how it might take years before you can perfect it to a point where it's flawless to in your mind. But then even then it's not done, right? And then right. someone goes, you don't do that joke anymore. And you go, no, I don't. But you can always bring it back out if something changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's, the, that's the crazy thing about it. And I've talked to people on this podcast and surprisingly, I've, I've met so many people that said the very first time they were on TV or they went to do a TV taping, the very first joke they did on that TV special was brand new. Like they did it on the way. And I go, what? And they go, yeah. And I go, that's like crazy. Yep. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yep. Um, cause I, yeah. Yeah. Because I think when I did the, um, 
when I did the half hour, trying mm-hmm. to, there was there was one joke. It wasn't completely new, but it was a joke that I had only been doing for like the month before. And then I was just like, am I really going to put this am thing I in? Am I really going to put this out here in the streets? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, well, this, we, like, we, well, this, I got to tape in a few minutes. I ain't got no choice now. So, oh, well, it's, right. it's going in. <laughs> I, I, I'm always I'm always interested in the in the mindset of comedians like when we're on stage and we've been writing we've been working on stuff some things might not be completed and you just go into the premise on stage and you go and inside your head you're going what are you doing like you didn't even and it's like, and it's you ain't, like you ain't talk to nobody about this right you're like um so I was out at the bank yesterday and they're like and everybody and then like it's like one side of your brain is yelling at you like dude you an asshole and the other part of your brain is like hey here we go Yo, buckle up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, well, you, you, you just started now. I don't know how you, you better figure out how to get out of it. How to get out of it. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you get into that rambling stage and you're just looking for that laugh to get on out of it. Right, But it's right. like, it's so funny, man. Like, I, I watch comedians so much. I can tell when they're doing something like that or if they're rambling or if they're not getting to the joke fast enough. I go, is that yeah. new? They're like, yeah. I go, yeah, yeah dude, you, you, was, <laughs> you was going too far. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good, that's a good way. We see the wheels turning and you're like. You see it, right, right. So so your yeah. early influences were, were TV comedians, uh, interviews with Chris Rock and things like that. And then like your open mics, like where, where what area of the country were you in during that? So I was, um, so I went to, um, I went to University of Georgia and um, I um, was still hanging around Athens, Georgia mm-hmm. at the time because it mm-hmm. was. I was just in this weird place where I was like, well, I was a December graduate, didn't really want to go back home, which is Columbus, Georgia. I'm like, they want to go back home and I can still kind of stay here and work and just see if I can figure it out. And maybe I'll go to Atlanta. So I was just kind of hanging out there. And then that's why I did my first open mic. And Athens is, a, you know, it's known for, you know, it's a music town. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, so it's a lot of, um, I think, who was it? Um, REM, all them people, like, they started there and that kind of thing. So, like, people know it for its music venue. So, it's a bunch of bars, a bunch of stages. So, there were, you know, randomly be somebody that's into comedy that would start an open mic somewhere. And so, um, they had a, you know, most cities have, like, a creative loafing type of paper, that kind of thing. Yeah. They had a paper like that, and that's why I saw the open mic. And then I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna gonna go. (sighs) I'm gonna go watch. <sighs> and I had a coworker at the time. I worked in the at the College of Veterinary Medicine. Oh wow! And, okay. Uh, yeah, I was listen. I I was a I was an administrative assistant, a terrible one, but I was there. And mm-hmm. um, the way and I remember I had it. So my desk was in the front, coworker just in the back, and I would, I would be turned around all day, never face to the front because I'd be talking to her about how I wanted to do comedy. Right. And then I'm like, ooh, ooh, it's this thing. They got an open mic, and she was like, you should go, you should go sign up. And I'd be like. No, no. <laughs> and she really encouraged me. She was like, "No, yeah." She was like, "I mean, you're just funny in conversation, so I think you would. I think you should try it." And then that's where, yeah, that's, that's like, what I started. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's always the the. I had a friend of mine that told me straight up, "Don't tell me no more about no comedy, man." <laughs> Like he's like you either gonna go up there and do it or it's like I don't want to fucking hear that shit no more. Like I was like, wow. <laughs> like yeah, like my and then like one of my boys like yeah you ain't gonna do that shit, man. Y'all don't want to hear that shit no more. You know what I mean? So. It was yeah. more or less like they were they they believed in me, but they were tired of me procrastinating. Oh, yeah. and and then like the barbershop was my area of open micness. Like 
before I learned how to go open mic, I would just go in there and give ideas to my barber while he was giving me a cut. And then strangers that was in other chairs would be like, yo, who is my man over here? Like, you know, like he's wilding. Like, and the whole shop would be laughing. And they wow. would just be like, yo, you off the chain. But I always had the ability to make people laugh. Like you were on a school bus, people laughing at you and stuff like that. My ability to tell stories, people would zoom in. Like as soon as I would start talking, they'd be like, the hell just talk about. You know what I mean? Like, and they yeah. would be like one of those yeah, captivating, yeah, captivating yeah. the audience. You know what I mean? And it was that was like one of those things. Like, and then I guess for and I talk about this, like I've talked about this on a couple other podcasts, but I had like a thing I do comedians chopping it up, and I had one with just females on it. A little bit different for females in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Like it well, is. some things that we don't some things that we don't think about as men that you guys have to deal with on a regular basis. One thing is traveling, like the traveling thing. Like yeah. there's times when you guys don't you travel, but you gotta travel with somebody. Like you just can't just go on the road and just go like we yeah. do. Like we do that, all right, we out. You live a safe life. Like you just be like, I'm <laughs> drive 12 hours. Good night. Yeah, like you just, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and, and have I have I done that? Oh yeah. Yes, you I had have. to. Doing as many years as we have, I know you had to. Or you I know you you've done it and because yeah, because it's the it's the grind. It is what it is. And you yeah. know, you do a lot of praying and you do a lot of you know, Jesus, Lord, please protect yeah, me on just, this, giving me your travel and mercies and all that other good stuff. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Or, or you have to do that thing where it's like, um, you know, it's just a, a lot of times, like, I'll check with, you know, just different friends, like, hey, because uh, I have some friends that be like, oh, you know what? I've never, if you want somebody to come travel with you going around, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take you up on that offer for real. Yeah. And then, like, I had a friend that was, um, one of my friends, she was so excited. She was like, I booked the hotels and everything. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, she, and I, but it was nice to be like, I got somebody in the car with me to help make this this easier because I have had shows where, um, you know, go on stage, you do a show and people feel like, you know how it is, they feel like they know you. Like, oh my God, you're my friend. And I've had people, I remember I did a show where um, these people come talk to me at the show. It was just some, a group of men and they were like, um, oh, my God, my wife usually comes with me and we hardly ever see female comics here. So, like, it would be so cool. Like, do you want to come with us to our house? Like, do you want to just walk? Oh, and I was wow. like, uh, and I was like, he was like, no, seriously, he was like, I, I promise you it's not. We're super close. And I was like, nah. uh, no. And luckily, even though we most of the time hate bachelorette parties, there was a group of white women in a bachelorette party and like. They came over and they were just like, ah. they were like, dude, she's hanging with us tonight. And they were, and then later on, they were kind of smiling and talking to the team. They were like, look, girl, we know you're not coming with us, but that was weird as fuck. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they were just like, right. and they were just like, no. And they were just like, just, they were like, just keep talking with us until they leave. Cause the guy was, exactly. he really in his head was like, I don't see what the I'm problem like, is. Yeah. I want you to walk with a group of people you don't know to my home. <sighs> like, you might as well be like, hey, do you mind getting a ride with this windowless van that I have out in the parking lot? <laughs> right. Like, you know, and it's it's crazy because um, I get offered, like, come hang with us. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, nah, dude, that's not my thing. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't do the whole go hang out with y'all at the bar. Like, uh, or we going to another location off site of from where we are. Right. Go, nah, I don't do that. Now you talk about smoking a cigar, nigga. I'm there. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> like we there. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Because you, 
Yeah. yeah. But see, because the drinking thing, I don't trust because mm-hmm. I don't partake in too much drinking. Like, I'm not to the part where I'm just drinking so much that I'm like, yo, I'm having a good time. I need to know where I'm going, I'm driving, and how far is it from my hotel? Exactly. And then, like, I will, like, and then even, because I'm not even, like, even with comics on shows, sometimes I'm not always yeah. the type that's like, right. let's go. But if it's somebody that I'm cool with and we, you know, like, oh, let's go, want to go eat after the show? or you, And I'll yeah. be like, yeah, like, in that case, sure. But, like, but, randoms. Yeah, but honestly, best part of comedy is chopping it up after shows with comedians. With like, that is... that you like. That yes. is so much... Man. It's so... Uh, like, I just... I love the atmosphere. I had uh, friends of mine that came to one of my uh, birthday bashes that I do every year. And afterwards, uh, me and the comedians that were on the show and a couple of them that was in town that came to the show were all sitting out on this patio, smoking cigars and talking after the show. My friends that were around in the conversation said, by far, funniest thing I ever heard in my entire life. And I go, dude, that's every show at that. And they go, dude, <laughs> y'all was talking about some real shit. And I go, yeah, like road stories. Like that's just Man. what we talk about. And he goes, yeah. but it was, it was, it was too unbelievable. And I go, yeah, but it was being validated by each person that had something to say, right? And he was like, right. Like they were adding stuff in, like, oh yeah, I yeah. did that before. You know? and it's oh, like, <laughs> yeah, because we we have all, I mean, yeah, and it's yeah, I always like when I, you know, when when you have a civilian hanging out where they're like, is this serious? Are you for, like, you're kidding, right? And you're like, no, all of these things actually happen because <laughs> I was, um, I was telling somebody how after another show, it was, um, it was actually at that same club where I got invited to walk was, with yeah. me, go get murdered. And yeah. then, um, <laughs> and, and um, like, like bitch, I watch Dateline. Like I ain't walking over here with y'all. But um, right. there was a, it was, it came. I think this might, have, this might have been another time that I was booked there. But I remember this girl. It might have been no. Actually, I think about it the same weekend because I remember going, damn, do they never have women comments here? Because this is the second comment that I got. Yeah, it was second woman, one. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, um, I love you so much that I had to pee during your set, but I held it in because I did not want to miss it. She said, I was just so excited. So this is me standing outside and she was like, but man, I got to pee right now. And then she just peed in front of me, just sat, <laughs> sat on the bike rack, sat on the bike rack, pulling out, and it was just like sitting on the bike rack, just like this and was like, oh, she was like, girl, I held it for you. And I was like, I did not ask you to do that at all. I said, you didn't, you didn't have to, you did not have to pee in front of me. Like that was, and her friends, they were like, oh my God. And then she tried to get up and shake my hand. I was like, girl, you know, you know we're not. I'm not, I'm not shaking your hand. You know we're not doing that. That is so funny. Listen, so, so I try to tell people that this, <laughs> this business is not for the weak at heart. Like, like, and if and they really feel like, you know, I was I was Ubering for a while and lifted, and I tell people I was a stand-up comedian, and they go, get out of town. They be so excited, they want to hear about. What is it like? And I'm like, okay, I don't work for anybody, and that's like a blessing, but there's no money in it. <laughs> like, but you are truly doing it for the love of the craft. You know what I mean? And then, like, eventually, you want to get to the point where it is the reaping the benefits of the right. love you have for the craft. But you right. really have to be willing to go through that grind. 
And some people don't understand, like, we deal with some bullshit. Like, <laughs> man, I mean, because did I ever think prior to that point? Because I was like, I'm a college-educated woman. I'm never going to uh, see nobody pee in front of me uh, unless I have a child, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, this is a grown-ass woman who right. just was just, I mean, just, I mean, when I say drop the pants and went and propped up on that bike rat like it was a toilet, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, comfortable, just that is you know, so funny. That is hilarious. I, it's just it's nothing but antics and and shenanigans. And I and I and I've had conversations with people before. You know how you you'll see those um, you know, which I know it's different for a lot of people. And like you said, mm -hmm. you really gotta love this to do this. But I know people that they just want to be famous. You know, they yeah. don't they don't want to put in the work. And I've had I remember talking to somebody once at an open mic, and the guy was like, I mean, like so like. Like, like, you know, when do I start making money in this? And I was like, oh, you don't want to do this then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you. You, you might not I, never make money. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you might not yeah. ever make money. But, and it's so yeah. funny to me, like, um, since this pandemic, um, you know, not being on stage as long as I've not been on stage was, uh, was the thing. And then I did some shows in June and it felt so uncomfortable. Like, just from the whole pandemic standpoint, like I, I got my rhythm on stage pretty quickly but I just couldn't, my mind was all over the place. Like, I was like, this is not safe. Like, I don't feel safe up here. Yeah. I literally could walk out of here and fall over next week. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to do anymore. Um, and then like this space, I missed the stage. Like I missed the feedback. I missed the laughter. I missed that, that adrenaline that's in your body from the time you get off stage and you can't go to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of oh, that, yeah. you know what I mean? Or walking into a venue and it's a packed house and you're like, shit. Oh, right, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 I can't wait to get on this stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, do you have, do you have siblings or, or is it just you? No, I have, a, I have a sister. I have a, uh, my sister is 12 years younger than me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I have one sister, and we um, and people are always like, "Oh my God, y'all are so far apart in age." But when I tell you, we talk literally every single day, mm -hmm. every every day. <laughs> so we so talk every day. Twelve years. So she's twelve years younger than you. Yeah, she's twelve years younger. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I had a I have a sister that's nine years older than me and my twin sister, and then and then my old my older siblings are sixteen and seventeen years older than me. So yeah, oh. we wasn't playing at all. So like, yeah, so uh, my brother, yeah, my brother left oh. when I was five. I was five years old. I remember my brother leaving the house and I remember like staying up and sitting at the top of the stairs and my mom was like, go to bed. And I was like crying the oh. whole day. Like I was so, oh. like I knew he was leaving, you know what I mean? But yeah, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, so like, I was, I was, I was your brother then. Yeah, right. But twelve years like, old is twelve years old. Like that's <laughs> a like my daughters are twelve right now. So I just imagine if if they had a little a sibling right now, it's perfect for them because they feel so invested mm -hmm. in raising, um, right. and the responsibility of being in charge. Like, hey, get your sister. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, oh, like man, when I tell you my my whole, I mean, like. I'll, I'll bring up stuff to her now and I'm like, you don't remember doing none of this? And she'll be like, no, I don't. And I'm yeah. like, girl, like, I remember like one time I was, I was 14 and I was, remember I was doing homework 
and I could hear my dad because like with my parents, it was just very much like, oh, there's another one we can send her off to in the house, you know. Yeah. And so I could, I could hear my dad, you know, I hear him whispering like, go, go, why don't you go talk to your big sister while daddy watches TV? And I was just like, don't sit her up in here, like I'm doing stuff. <laughs> and then she came in the room and had a plastic table leg in her hand and then was like, hey. And then I was like, leave. And then she hit me over the head with the wow. table leg and was just like, let's what? play. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't want to play with you. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So she yeah, just, so, yeah. yeah. So I was an uncle at seven. Like, I was an uncle at seven. <laughs> Do they call um, you uncle? Like, do they say no, my 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 uh my older nieces and nephews don't call me uncle. They just call me Justin. Okay. But then my my younger nieces and nephews they call me uncle Uncle okay. Justin. But okay. like, uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, but friends. like, but they, but they, like, but that. I mean, I grew up. It's like little brother. It was like a little brother, little sister. But yeah. they all, you know, when 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 uncle is talking, they be like, yo, that's yeah. <laughs> Whatever he said, yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. seven-year-old uncle—that is. Seven, I was seven years old when I was an uncle. I remember, yeah. <laughs> that's great, but that's great though. That uh, so that she has she ever thought an idea of doing comedy? Was that all you? No, she. The thing is, she is very funny though. Right. She's super, super funny, but she would never do stand up because she's very introverted. And I'll just tell right. you, like, like uh, you know, Drew Thomas, don't you? Yes, you know yes, 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 yes. So Drew, Drew is always telling me he was like, man, we got to just take Ashley out to eat one night, and we just got to give her drinks and just make her give us tags because let me. These, this is a. This is probably one of the funniest things I ever heard her say, or two of the funniest things. One day she was watching uh, something Peyton Manning was on TV. She sends me a screenshot and she was like, Peyton Manning forehead look like if you hit the inner key on a Word document too many times. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh. and I was like, oh, that is hilarious. And then another time, isn't that, isn't that ridiculous? I'm like, I'm laughing as like, I'm thinking about you, it. Like, that is so funny. She's yeah. like, no, look at it. Look at his head. And I was like, <laughs> too many oh, times. That's funny. Too yeah. Too many times. And then another thing she said, we were talking about somebody that we knew. Um, and I was like, oh, how how is, um, I was like, how are they doing? I was like, when they little squat ass. I was like, how's the little squat ass person doing? And then um, I said, I said, I said, a little box shaped self. And then she goes, Oh, I talked to Squarey Tubman. She's fine. <laughs> Squarey <and, and> Tubman. <laughs> and I was like, you cannot be calling people Squarey. And she was like, what? What did I say? So she's that's that kind of, yeah, yeah. So she's that kind of person. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's she, great. She that's great. That's great stuff. I mean, like, yeah. like I said, you could, you could just, she could just be a tag person for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's, and that's she's funny. Yeah, she's yeah. a funny person. So very matter of fact and very no nonsense, but just you know, just funny. Yeah. So what, what year? What year did you start doing it? What? So the first I've been doing comedy thousand years, but um, I always try to clarify for people that this is how my how my comedy journey went. So I only went full time in 2014. Not so the full time part. We get that. Part. I'm talking yeah, about starting like you're stepping on so, stage though. Yeah. The first time I ever stepped on stage was way back in 2002. Nice. The first time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah that's um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And um, but I always, but I always think back to that time where I was like, oh, I can definitely see the difference. Like not even, not even 
not even full time, but the difference of being serious. Because even when I started, it was like late 2002, but there was like, there was like six, seven months of 2003. I didn't perform at all. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just right. didn't even, you know, I would go through these stretches where I would just be like, oh, I'm not serious. You know, this isn't like, or, or I would be like, I'm serious, but serious in that way of like, you know how you said your friends were saying to you like, right. man, just go do it. It felt good to be like, I'm doing comedy. And then my friends would be like, well, when is your next show? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you mean right. next show? So it just felt right. good to be like, I'm, I'm telling people, you know, but I wasn't really serious about it. And then probably yeah. about, I'd probably say around uh, maybe four or five years later, I finally started like, you know, when people be like, yeah, you're actually very naturally funny, but you know, you, you need some structure. And so then when I started actually just trying not to coast on, just like, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm saying funny things, but I actually started going like, oh, let me write something down and break it down. Let me go back and listen to my sets and let me, and then I started like feeling myself going like, oh, this is, this is tight. This is a tighter set. And I remember um, probably around maybe 2005-ish or so, I remember I was so excited. You know, Pat Brown? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I just sent her a message trying to get her on this podcast. I, so hopefully I love, she answer it. Yeah, she is so man, funny. So I love funny. Pat Brown. She yes. is, I mean, just uh the best. And I remember yeah. she saw me, um, it was like because she she saw me when I, you know, like in the time when I first started. And I remember like after I actually started taking things seriously, I remember her, we were at some show, and then she was just like, I can tell you've been, I can tell you've been working. You've been putting yeah. in work, and I was just like, oh, Pat Brown, Pat Brown, yeah. I noticed what I did. I'm like, it's working. But it, yeah. it was such a big thing to be like, oh, so all this, because I would just be real dismissive when I have friends who are more serious. You know, at first mm -hmm. it would be like, you, you need to be, you, you know, you got to go, because I was also the, the not repeating of jokes. I wouldn't do it at first. I would just be like, I'll talk about what I feel like talking about. And I was never right. working on anything. So I would have friends that would be like, hey, you know that joke that you did at the open mic last week that was funny? you should do that again this do week. And I would be like, again. why? <laughs> it worked the one time, you know? Yeah. And so it was nice to be like, oh, all these things that people were saying, I should probably listen to them. And then like when, you know, when Pat gave me that compliment, I was like, oh my, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something. So yeah, so that's when I first, um, yeah, first got on stage. Yeah. Back so then. that was, but, that was, yeah. for me, it was, uh, that was a Tone X for me, like Tone X and uh, DS and people like that. Like they would come up, yeah. and they would say stuff like, you've been writing, like you always <laughs> got something new. You know what I mean? You always got a new joke you do. And I had another comedian came up to me uh, and he basically told me, uh, he said, don't dumb your stuff down for these people, man. Mm. And I was like, he go, yeah, man, like your stuff is smart, man. Just keep it that way. Like. He said, if they don't get it, fuck them. And I was like, all right. You know what I mean? And he, and he was yeah. like, he said, your stuff is like, you really. And then like one of the intros that Chris Funny Man Robin used to bring me up to, this was an urban room. So they were already were on edge. And I was like, dude, don't, don't, <laughs> don't make it harder for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would get up there and be like, yo, if you ain't got better uh, higher than the 2.4 GPA, man, you ain't going to get these dudes jokes, man. So Pay attention, and I'd be like, "Dude, stop! Like, stop yeah, saying that." that. You know, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. right." So I can't. So I would be like, "Dude, don't do that." But um, I, I, I get that part of it. But like, so was there a group of people that you would 
work with after a while or was you just always solo like on your own no nah, yeah i had like a um one of my friends like we still tight to this day uh right, i don't cool. know you know landry uh yeah yeah like we i mean that's another person me and him probably talk if we don't talk it's just about every other day like we talk just about every other day cool. and um i mean we, you know texting and all that stuff but we'll uh-huh. like that's the person who where if i'm you know, man, I'm stuck on a joke idea. Like that's that's who I hit up. Or if he's stuck on something, he'll he'll send me something. So we always um just kind of work together in that way where we're like, I always tell him he says too much when he starts, and then I call myself the strike through queen. So I'll go through all his jokes and just draw lines through. Like, yeah, you need, this, you need, this. You need that, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I won't say enough, and he'll be like, Mia, I need you to clearly tell me what you mean on this part. And I'm like, oh, so. That's good. Like, yeah, that's good. So, like, like yeah. we we taped Nashville uh, same time. So oh, Nashville yeah, stand yeah, up. The, yeah, his yeah, show was that, after my show, but I remember me seeing him, and we 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 crossed paths all like through Nap now Apka and, and those type things. Yeah, and then when they saw me. I was like, Landry, he's like, Bliss. I'm like, yeah, and it was funny because when I was like, y'all know each other, we was like, only through passing. Like, like yeah. we never did a show together, but passing, we know each other. Like, I know him, yeah. he know me, yeah. So that's like the mm-hmm. whole thing. And it's it's funny how big and small this thing is at the same time. Like, right, right. Um, as far as comedians recognizing each other. Like, we recognize what we do and how For thorough sure. one another is. Um, when I When I saw that you were connected with Amy Schumer, Someone was like, you know Mia Jackson? I go, yeah. She go, you know she traveling with Amy Schumer? I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, and it was, it was funny for me because somebody was like, um, somebody was like, well, why are you? And I said, dude, it's not about uh, how far you're along. It's time and place. And are you prepared for the audience that is presented to you? Like, and so yeah. when you think about that audience and you think about what Amy is doing, Perfect compliment. Like, you got to understand, she's not that, but she has her own lane, and her lane is right yeah. where it needs to be in that space. So I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a perfect that's a perfect fit, because she's not overstep. She's not stepping on anything Amy's doing. Oh, Amy definitely no. ain't stepping on nothing she's doing, so I was like, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, then, and, and even the way I met her, it was at a comedy club. It was, uh, yeah. she was in Atlanta at the Punchline. This is when she was still doing clubs, and I just so happened to be the host that weekend. Right. And we just was, you know, just shooting the shit that weekend. And she was just like, oh, like, we got to stay in touch. And that's how I met her. And it really yeah. was just, a, you know, just happenstance. And then, um, actually, you just made me think about something else, too. Mm-hmm. Um, after the, the back to the, the, the Tuskegee show, like, after that happened, um, I remember just being like, oh, God, what am I doing with comedy? You don't even know what I'm doing. And then about maybe... Six months later, I did the um, homecoming for it was um, Morehouse and Spellman. And then, like, I did nice. that show, and nice. it was just, it was a good, you know, show. And I was like, okay, okay, so maybe I do know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And yeah. then, um, then after that, uh, what was it? I did this other thing where, because I think this was all in the same year where I would just say I had a, a series of things that just went wrong, like, everything. <laughs> I did this other contest where I did horrible in the contest. Same thing. People was tweeting and, and just talking so much trash afterwards. And then six months after that, I got a chance to open for Chappelle when nice. he was at the um, 
Tabernacle yeah. in yeah. Atlanta. In and Atlanta. I just remember Oof. and I remember panicking because like you said, that thing where you're like, Well, what about you know, what about these audiences? And I remember, you know, one of my friends being like, Well, I think you would, you know, you'd be a compliment to his audience because they were like, his his audience is just kind of like it's it kind of crosses all socioeconomic backgrounds, like and not even from a racial standpoint, but like he kind of like everybody's fans of this guy because he kind of has this universal thing but it is still very rooted in like oh I'm a black dude but I'm also you know but also like I know I'm kind of speaking to the people type of um type, like social, social commentary type thing and I remember like just being like oh and I remember like going out and doing that show and just I think I did three of the shows from that run and like people were just like, ah, you know, and then I, I ended up being nosy and going into the Ticketmaster comments, and people were like, man, he had this girl open for him, and she was amazing, and she was blah, 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 and I was like, that feedback oh. is amazing, man. Like, <laughs> like, you love it, and people be like, yeah. yo, you're hungry for attention. Nah, man, like, you gotta know what, yeah. was it real? Was it an applause sign or something? Were they really on yeah. me about my jokes? And then, like, yeah. you, like, you look at Chappelle, like, I went back and looked at one of his Def Jam uh, sets, that crowd is not his crowd. Like he wasn't yeah. catching them the way he would catch them today. Right, and right. Feel like if Deb Jam was still around, me, you, we're not the type of comedian that's going to tear the house down. We can hold our own in a Deb Jam audience. Yeah. We're gonna do what we're supposed to do. But ultimately, not my crowd. My yeah. crowd is a, and I'm not talking down on urban crowd because I do not urban. Not at all. Yeah. I'm a college-educated person. My material is not going to be about the bullshit. Even though I'm around a lot of bullshit, I just don't see sure. I'm, I'm just going to go to a different level with it. I yeah. can easily go up there and start talking about, uh, you know, sex stuff and messing with thoughts and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but smoking weed. I'm not going to talk about stuff like that because that's not, it's not true to you. Right. Yeah, like, right. Not, yeah, and that's yeah. the and it's the um and I think that's the you know the thing too where it's just like that's the evolution of people's material too you know mm -hmm. like where you're yeah. like oh you know because you know if you watch somebody's career you can be like oh when they first started they were this way but then obviously life experience and all these things and you just see how somebody grows an audience and they get fans but that's that whole thing about like you you find the people that that rock with you you that know and that's you. really and that's really what it's what it's um what it's about because i've had people you know say the stuff before where they'll be like i mean yo like you do you do black shows and i'm just like bitch i'm black like like i'm not <laughs> like i because that's, that's another thing too i also try to tell people like <laughs> i have met black people that are the type that will say things like well the I'm different, you know. I'm not one of the, you know. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, no, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't like, it ain't like that. I was like, I'm very affirmed in my blackness. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely, I'm like, I know, absolutely. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, I grew up around all black people. I went to all black elementary school, middle school. Like the only time I did not go to school with predominantly black people was college. That was literally my first time being around that many white wow. people in my entire yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, wow. and so. And so I was like, everything you see of me now is just a culmination of all that stuff. Of all of it together. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I said, yeah. I mean, I can rock both crowds. I mean, I really can. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, one crowd gives you a little bit more latitude and the other crowd is like, nah, get to the front. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a it's a comfortability 
as far as being on stage. Like, I don't feel like I'm on edge uh, as much in a mainstream room. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And don't get me wrong. um, You know, I deal with an urban crowd, like the, the, the aggressiveness of it. I deal with it the same way I would deal with it at a mainstream room. And a lot of times it's silence. Like I'll stare at them like I stare at my kids. Like, are you done? You know what I mean, right. like, 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 uh, spend as much time up here as I want to. I don't have to respond to you, but I'll let this dude finish talking before I do my next joke. And everybody like, yo, shut up, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the yeah. I mean, because I've I remember I did a um I did a New Year's Eve week at a um at a um. At one of the black clubs in Atlanta, uh, ATL yeah. Comedy Theater, and yeah, yeah, I, remember yeah. when they, I remember when they booked me. I was like, now, "Did you mean to do this?" And he was like, "Yes." I mean, I mean, yeah. And but it would yeah. be. He was just like, "Just come," and it was a good. Yeah. It was actually a really great week, like because I was. He was just like me, like it's this ain't it, it's fine. And I, but it was fun. It was just a fun, fun week, and people had a good ass time, and I had a good ass time, and it was just like I was just like. Oh, I think I had been stressed out from being on edge from other urban shows I had done, and I was just like, "Oh, but you know what? I know what I'm doing now." So, yeah. and that, and I think that also helps too. And it's like when you know what you're doing, like because you know right. how to, like you said, you can set, you can set and reset the rooms. on when somebody is hollering and yelling, you can just be like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like whatever they talk about." Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and that's one of the things too, where if you in those situations the rest of the crowd will just be like, yeah, we on your side. Like, we yeah. want this person to shut up, too. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I had, a, I, had a, I had an all lives matter person in June. I was just like, really, nigga? Ooh. Like, you really, <laughs> you no. really about to go there with me? You know what I mean? And I just no. stared at them like, did you just say that to me while I'm at this microphone? You know what I mean? Like, like, man, like, like don't, 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 yeah, don't. That's I, so I, funny. That was yeah. hilarious, but you know, it, I, you know, I don't know. You can't, you know, people are people. You know, you sometimes you just gotta, gotta yeah. deal with it and, and keep it going. When you did the uh, the Comedy Central special, um, a lot of people like, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, yes, you know, I finally got my, my Comedy Central special. Um, but did you have to? And I, I haven't done one, so I don't know. Did you have to write out like you would do like on a uh, like tonight show or something? Did you have to write out your material and they have to go mm-hmm. through line by line first? Yeah, yeah. Do a uh, yeah, pretty yeah, I think yeah, every everything I've done um that's been like I'm trying to think except for like certain things, but mostly everything has been we need to see the transcript. Like yeah, we gotta see the transcript. Yeah, because they gotta um um and I and I can specifically remember with last comic standing, like we had to do it because it was like, well, not only does this have to go through like the producers, the legal department, and uh standards and practices, because yeah. it's just so much stuff where it was like, um, even the, like I did a joke about my dad and they were like, Okay, we need a release from your dad that you can that you, it's okay that you mention him. And I was like, Well, I mean, I'm not even saying his name. And they were like, Yeah, but you said it's just your dad, so they, people can find him. And I was like, oh, okay. And my dad was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sign it. And then um, I had jokes where I referenced like, oh, you know, something, something, CSI. And they were like, well, can you find a, you know, an NBC show that's a similar show? Like, can you change that to Law and Order instead? And um, <laughs> wow. yeah, so they were like, just find similar shows. Like, they're like, any TV show you reference, just find a similar version on, on, um, 
on NBC because, you know, it would have been a legal issue if I'm on, you know, I'm talking about CSI and it's a CBS show on NBC, but it was stuff like that where I was like, oh, I didn't even... I only pay attention. I only yeah. pay attention to the thing on the bottom of the screen. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So it's just all these different things where you're like, oh, and then like, you know, so with, with Comedy Central, it was very much like, well, yeah, can I, because um, I have a joke where I reference having a George Foreman grill, and I'm like, do I need to just change this to a generic name, or is it okay? And they were like, well, you're not, you're not bashing the grill. Right. You're not saying that, you know, so they were like, so you can keep it, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, and, um, it's just, and then even when you're typing out that transcript, it's still even just stuff where you're like, you get to see it yourself to go, oh, am I saying too many words or can I cut something Right, out? right. Something That's what I'm in? thinking because like, like, I think about jokes that I tell that I've never written out. I, tell yeah. out. I remember writing out the premise of the joke or I remember writing out the beginning of the joke and then as mm -hmm. it, it built over time. But if somebody told me to type out a joke, I know it'd be too wordy. I'm like, this is wordy, wordy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, um, Another thing I picked up too when you do stuff like that is like always send them more material than what you plan on doing. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause it's like, cause if you send more material and then if they just go, yeah, all of this is approved. And then as you, you know, in the meantime, when you're trying to figure out how you want to break down that set, you're like, oh, you know what? These 20 minutes of jokes will be better. Or these seven minutes of jokes. So but at least all this stuff is approved, so now I can just pull from all the stuff that's approved as opposed to, well, hey, what about this one? Is this one going to work? Is this one going to work? Okay, no. Now I got to do this joke instead. You know, so just yeah. send, send more stuff than what you... And I tell people all the time, they're like, yo, man, that's a half hour special. Like, yeah, it's like 22 minutes, though. They're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, wow, like yeah, got to do commercials and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, man, like, yeah, just, it's 22 like, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I laugh because I tell people all the time, man, shoot, 22 minutes for a comedian that's been doing it longer than 10 years, that's a killer set. Everybody was like, yeah, you got to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because I think when I, I think I taped right at, um, I taped right at 30 minutes. And yeah. yeah, and so it was eight minutes where I was like, oh, cool. This is another, this is the eight minutes that I can use for something else because it's use never been else. televised anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. 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 And that's always great. That's always great when, uh, when you have jokes that you got rid of, that you felt like you got rid of and you go, oh, I didn't really get rid of it because they're yeah. still there. So like, even when I did my album, like when I did my album, I was like, all right, these are jokes that I won't tell anymore. And I really don't, but sometimes I pull them out you know what I mean? And just yeah. go, hey, you know, I'm feeling time. You know what I mean? Let me let me tell this one that I Why like. Not? Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's always good. Do you have an album? I do not. I okay. do not have an album. One of my friends was kept, she was just like, go back and get some of your audio and just put one together. Put one together, during yeah. the pandemic. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's so much work. Oh. <laughs> it is. It is. But um, I think the, the digital imprint is, is good. Um, just for like when you get new fans. And they, yeah. they want to find you and they want to be able to go look and, and have something on hand and, um, you know, it being played on Spotify's and Pandora's and stuff like nice. that. They find you and be like, oh, let me follow her. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. it's a good idea. And even if you, <laughs> the one thing that I will say, um, and this goes for any other album that I do going forward, um, smaller venues are always better. I was, I was just gonna ask. I was gonna ask, like, if you like, where did you record and like, how many shows did you do? Mine was weird. I did one show. Um, it was really? a it was a graduation night at the Comedy Zone, and the audience didn't know I was taping. So really? I was closing out the graduation. So it was a free show. 
sold out 375 nice. they bring me on and go hey we're about to record an album for a comedian that will used to be a student of these classes and he's a nationally touring comedian so he's going to come out and record his first album with you guys so we want you guys to be energetic no heckling and enjoy the show and then so they the were nice like surprise right yeah. and so the people were nobody left everybody sat down like oh shit you know what i mean so yeah, that's a great room too yeah and they came in and i i did 30 minutes did 32 minutes or something like that and the guy in the back he had recorded he had a mic on me had the audience uh thing and they recorded it only took one time one set and i was like all right and that was it one take one take hove and it was like this is it because like i don't know when else i was gonna be able to do it i did the take and then they, they he, he spliced it up for me i think i paid him for him to, to set it up for me and he put it up on um cd baby for me okay he did all the thing because he had did it for somebody else and i was like all right cool we good and that was it. That, that, was, that was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Wait, so how long cool. have you been doing comedy? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't. 2005. Okay. Yeah, 2005 is when I stepped on stage. And um, full-time, I went full-time 2016, which okay. was, you know, now I look back at it like, shit, you should have stayed at your, your job. Because, you know, <laughs> raising kids and pandemic and not having a yeah. regular check, like, it's stressful as hell. So, I, I had definitely put my resume back out in the streets because um, I just don't know how this is going to turn out. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be funny. Don't get me wrong. But, right. Um, the consistency and me being able to work remotely and do comedy. I was doing it for 10 years before I went in the full time. So I'm still I'm still able to work during the day and do okay. jokes at night. So I'm used to it. It's just It's just way more tiring. I mean, this whole thing has been a man. I just... You would, I mean, you would not. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just like, I didn't know that sitting could be so just, just. What have you, what have you picked up since the pandemic? Like, what if you, like, what do you do now? Like, so we've had conversations. Like, people say, I, I realized how much money I was spending. I was like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I was like saving so much more money now, right? So, what, what habit or hobby have you picked up from the pandemic since like March to now? Let me see. Have I had a hobby? Um, well, this, I mean, it's not a hobby. It's probably just something that's gotten worse. But I realized how much time I did not watch a lot of TV. Right. You know, because right. I mean, like, there, there was a time where I can remember back in the day, oh, my routine, I come in the house, I'm, I would be on one end of the couch for a long time, and I flip to the other end. You know, mm-hmm. just 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 to you know to watch whatever shows I'm watching, and then like the more I got busy with comedy, it would just be more like, especially as streaming and all that stuff got more popular, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'll watch my show when I feel like it. I'll watch this, you know, tomorrow night. I'll... And so it's just a lot of times I just realized like how much I wasn't just being like, oh, let me just sit back and chill and watch TV. So I've now been it's stuff where I'm like, you know, those shows where people go, oh, you gotta watch such and such. I'm like, oh, well, now I actually have time to. Time to watch it. I had time yeah. to just sit down and just watch that show and, and enjoy it. And I don't have to be like, oh, well, I can um only watch one episode. I'm like, I can watch 13. 13 if I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so the TV, yeah, TV yeah, is so like I, definitely yeah, so it's like picked up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not so it's not not a not a great habit, but 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 you know, but just kind of um, but it, it I have just in general kind of just settled like into being like, oh, this was 
oh, I used to have a routine at one point right. in life. And now I'm kind of, oh, okay, well, now I get up and I'm like, I go make coffee. And then right. I go I forget how excited I used to be about getting on the road, like packing my car up. I used to be like, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> like that oh. first trip, like, like just filling up at the gas station, like, yo, let's do it. It's just that, 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 that whole thought process of a weekend, like hitting the road on Thursday, like yeah. driving to Ohio and like checking in, like first show right. Thursday night. You like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like yeah. the best feeling in the world, but I just, I miss it. Yeah. But I mean, I think we will get back to it. Like, um, yeah. I, I, uh, I cook way more now. That yeah, I, I don't, that I I don't ever cook, have. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I cook way more. Yeah. yeah you dabble. I, you dabble. I cook, I cook breakfast. Uh, breakfast that's, is shit. Yeah. That's what I, can do. <laughs> I, I don't have any other skill sets, but uh, somebody, but yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. put a post up and said, "Uh, why can't I make omelets properly?" Right. And everybody was like chiming in or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey man, turn turn their heat down." Like I was like, "Turn the heat down," and um, you know, what I'm saying, and and you can flip it easier. I was like, "But life hack." And I learned this. Get one of them flipping waffle irons. Change the game. Put all the omelet stuff in the waffle iron. Set oh, that, that no. place. Yes. Change the game. And you can put more ingredients in that joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meg, I don't get a waffle iron. Yeah, yes. Man. It's a game. My kids be like, Daddy, can you make us the waffle omelets? I like, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you make them omelets. Um. Womlets. <laughs> Another tag. There you go. <laughs> so what I what I like to do on on the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, if you ever watch the uh, James Lipton uh, Actors Guild Studio, he would have the questions he would fire off to the uh, guest on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, re I've remixed that to a little bit, so I'm going to shoot these questions off at you, and you give them to me as uh, okay. as I ask them. Uh, what's your favorite word? Discombobulated. That's your favorite. That's your favorite word. So you just look for opportunities to say that. In a, in a oh, let me, when, whenever I can, whenever I can. <laughs> that should be your title of your first album. Like honestly, like you should like this can this can All right, that's funny. What's your uh, least favorite word? Uh, moist. <laughs> it's an unacceptable word. <laughs> Like you just so many other words, you don't say that word. That's, that's too funny. Oh my gosh, that's funny as hell. That's right. Unacceptable word. You know right. it. So my uh, my hashtag that I've I've been, I'm known for is TTBS. TTBS stands for that's that bullshit. So anything mm. and everything you have absolutely no control over in your life, that's TTBS. Okay. What's TTBS to you? What is, let me see, what's that, let me see, what is that bullshit to me? Um, you know what, people who, um, people who don't, who don't have enough discernment about the information that they're reading, like, I, I don't like people that just read headlines and be like, man, you seen this? And I'm just like, this is a whole 14 paragraph. After that. <laughs> and, you just, and, I, and, and, you know, and obviously now we see it with social media where it's like, y'all really just post anything article be 18 years old and you out here like look who just died and like they've been dead stop i'll be like look lena horn died already y'all stop she, posting that shit like, like, I mean, come, on. Like, come on man like, and, and even when there was a time frame where that seemed to happen all the time where it was yes. like every other week people was like it was like how many times you gonna kill these people off yeah 
Well, you, know, you know what I put under the comments? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to unfriend you if you don't start reading your <laughs> reading updates. Like, I was like, you do this way too many times. You understand what I'm saying? Man. And you, yeah. you see some some outlets now will say in the parentheses, it'll be like, this article is over five years old. I'm like, you see what they had to force y'all to do because y'all don't read? Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't looked at the date. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So what's the, the, the opposite is what is that shit to you? What is the shit to you? What is the shit to me? Let me see. Um, what? Hmm. What is the sh You know what? Um. Uh, I don't know. I think people that just mind their business. Mm. That's the, like people that mm. just people just like let let other people live their life. You ain't you don't have to comment on everything. Right. Not right. every single thing. Right. You know. Yeah. That's I all. mean the, the shrug the shrug is like the best feeling in the world. Like mm. yeah. You know what I mean like yeah. I had somebody post an article uh post this video up yesterday on uh one of my fraternity pages and he's like yo what do you feel about this and it was a white woman in a car with a black dude and she was talking about how white women dating black men it's a it's a tear down it's looked upon in the white community as a tear down a step down for them a white man is the ultimate prize but if you date a black man they look at her like oh she she doesn't deserve a white dude and i go uh who cares i said i prefer black women and everybody else was like, hell yeah. And, he goes, <laughs> and the guy goes, it's not about who you date. It's about what they think about us. I was like, who gives a fuck what they think about us? Like, we, they've already showed you what they think about us. Like, yeah. and I was like, yo, made a whole video. stop dating white women. And everybody started busting out. <laughs> like, they was like, yo, you wild. I said, I'm not. And then, like, so it's like, to me, it's like one of those things where someone goes, are you against it? I go, no, I'm not against it. I'm just saying what my preference is. My preference is I won't never have to deal with that because I probably won't ever date outside my race. Why? Because I prefer black women. That's just what it is. I'm sorry if if you have a black woman around, that's what I'm gonna be looking at. Like I'm not I'm not against it. I'm just like, hey, you're nice. You're really nice. But she, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> that's yeah, just I what it is. I need to be like, do, do what you gotta do. Cause I mean, I know people that get real riled up about interracial dating. I'm like, I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want? Yeah. Who do what I'm not a micromanager. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, next question is, uh, if I had to introduce Mia Jackson to the world, no one knew who you were, and you were, I was introducing you, what's your walk-on music? My walk-on, damn, it's changed so many times. It was yeah. a lot of pre, a lot of pre-allegation Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> pre-allegation so, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot. But it's, God, it was something, um, what was I walking out to? that I loved and I can't remember now. Damn, damn, damn. Um, mostly Michael Jackson. Any any pre-allegation, Mike. A lot of don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, the time is over. You gotta do what you gotta do. Your time's up. Now you gotta leave this life. What's your walk-off music? Oh, uh, my walk-off music. Um, and this is in life. Yeah, stay. In, like I'm in life. I'm, I've died. Like, yeah, no, not just no. You, you're, you're oh. exiting the, the, the people knowing who you are. Like you're like, all right, oh. that's it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. It's like, it's um, like, yo, all right, yeah. Oh, now they, um, oh, let me see. Um, damn, what have I been? Um, I'm trying to think of stuff I've been listening to recently. Yeah. That give up. You know what? What always gets me hyped? I'll walk off the I'm bad. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Listen, so Bigger and Deffer, 
um, is probably my album from, I had a debate with another comedian that was online. We were debating what was the biggest era in hip hop. And the, the argument was 93 versus 88. Mm. Um, and 1988, Bigger and Deffer probably was like my mantra. Like that was an album that had more impact on me. And his argument was 93 and he's older than me, but his impact was 93 because he said the chronic was such a big deal Uh-oh. to him. Mm. And I felt the same way about Bigger and Deffer. But there were so many albums that came out in 88. But Bigger and Deffer, definitely. I mean, like, like, you, <laughs> like, 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 yes. I, if you start playing I'm Bad right now with the, 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 oh, the, um, the, uh, the um, That's my go-to karaoke. Song. Yeah, that's my go-to karaoke. Four, four verses. That's my yeah. go-to karaoke song right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, put his face in the sand. Like, that's the, like, you just... Like forget Oreos. Listen, when he when, when, in the car. His line at the end where he said, My compositions over and the and wait a minute, the, the composition the, the, the conversations over and the compositions chisel. And I was like, listen, 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 you gotta understand this man just said the most complicated phrase in one sentence <laughs> that mm. was like LL's I mean, whole catalog. And I just felt like he don't get enough props. No, he, he doesn't. And you know what else I like about him? You know, the, um, the, the remix to the, um, what is the song? Is, is, it, the, is it called Six Minutes? Um, the, with the, um, the, 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 I know why you're here, but I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's the remix of that song. Where uh-huh, yeah. I'm like, why are we not talking about this? Why? Uh, yeah. Why? I mean, yeah. People don't. People don't. People don't pay attention yeah. to L, man. L is that dude, man. But yeah. yeah so I'm yeah, LL on bad. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. I'll walk if, off of that. If you had to pick another occupation other than your own, uh, what do you think you would be doing? If I, uh, I would be a, um, a communications professor who also teaches some Black history classes. That's that's a, that's specific. Yeah, that's real specific. So yeah, yeah. so you also, you so, you can't ask some thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would be because I would I would have a, I would I would have it would be two disciplines. Yeah, I would teach in the communications department and I would teach in African American studies. African American studies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what's up right and, there. That's and I would I would mainly do it so I could root out all these white ladies who've been pretending to be black professors. Right. I mean, you know, trying to, I remember African-American or the black <laughs> history class that I took in high school was, co- was, was taught by the football coach. And I remember us specifically watching Roots in there. I remember, I remember each of us having to go up and sing the black national anthem. Um, yeah, for a grade. Um, I remember writing um, a black, I remember writing a book report on a historically black college that we all had to pick out of a hat because everybody was going to pick the same school. And I picked out Johnson C. Smith and that's how I found out about it. That's how I ended up going to that school. Um, oh, yeah. wow. So black history class in high school. I remember that specifically. I, was this a black coach? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm mad. And, let me tell and, you, my and, eyes are damp right now because yes. just making all y'all sing the Oh, and it was it was when I tell you it was so funny. And and one of my partners, I remember man, him getting up there and he pulled out one of them Michael Jackson microphones with the antenna. (laughs) And did the remix version that was on the radio at that time and was like, lift every voice. Then he was like, and sing. And man, the whole room (laughs) started out laughing. I said, dude, you doing way too much right now. That is when I tell you the wildest, that is 
My eyes are damp. Like my eyes. We are would, damp, like, I, I, I talked to him. I talked to him like a month ago, and I told him we used to stand in front of class. This is this is a game we used to play. We used to stand in front of class and see how long you could procrastinate before you said anything, before the teacher would get upset. So you would get up there and you'd be like fixing your pants and like fixing your shirt and stuff, and be like, okay, um, um, and then like you'd be going through your papers and stuff like this. And we like we would time it like to see who could go the longest before the teacher would be like, that, "Are you gonna start?" Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> reckless, just yes. reckless and out of control. Just, just wow! And it's like it's funny how you translate that into comedy because when we used to do open mics, we would go to in the back and all the comedians were back there. We'd be like, "All right, so you get seven minutes," and we'd be like, "All right, so here's the rule tonight, y'all. We're gonna piss the audience off for three, and then try to win them back in four. You know what I mean? Really? And, and, oh, and I remember yeah. the host would come back and like, yo, whatever y'all doing, cut that shit out. Y'all messing the show up. You know what I mean? They'd be like, you know, respect the headliner. You know what I mean? Right. We start cussing the audience out or we start talking shit to people like, oh, all oh, these bitches up front ugly as hell. You know, like, like, <laughs> like that. And then the crowd get all mad. Bro. Damn. Let me finish my time real quick and then try to win them back in the last four. Like, we used to do that. Like, like as an ex. Oh, Jesus. Lord, that just... <laughs> So you've just been stirring up shit for years, basically. Well, you know, think about it for a minute. Like, if you do that as an exercise, when that visceral energy comes your way, you it happens for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like, when, when when else can you practice something like that? You know what I mean? So you can't. Yeah, and, yeah. And an urban crowd is the best crowd to get on, on not on your side to win to try to win them back. You know, just don't be in the parking lot after. You know, but everything yeah. else. <laughs> Because mm-hmm, when they when an urban crowd turns against you, and I've seen it, I have seen it happen. Yes. Uh, even, yes. even I mean, even even as a you know, just as a witness, when I've been like, oh, that was so bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, the the worst time I'd ever seen, I seen this dude who you could tell like he was the guy that his coworkers had told was funny. Dude mm. does an open mic, and I see him get on there. You could you know how you know somebody know they about to kill. Yeah. And you could, but it just don't execute right. Right. He was like, ladies, don't y'all like this? And then he turned around and sprayed the whole front row with whipped cream. And he got cussed out so by when I say everybody in the front row. And I was just sitting in the back of the club with my friend and we were like, What in the black Gallagher were you thinking? What were you the whole front row? <laughs> just ladies, y'all like when the fellas <laughs> whole I mean, and these are people who had obviously just gotten off work because they were still like in their work clothes and dressed nice and Sprayed it. and then and then and the host was just like, "Motherfucker, what's wrong with you? You don't spray your goddamn body!" And then they started yelling. They had to put the man out the club. I was, I mean, it was insane. That I will never too, forget that. That is too funny. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Hey, so we we a little bit past the time, Mia. I do appreciate you joining the Blisses Ignorant podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.